0: This is the Canadian Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Dens. Every week, we'll bring to you some of Canada's most innovative and influential individuals. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Canadian Connection Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Dens. Today, we have a very special guest with Cody Battershield coming on the show. Cody is the founder of Calgaryism and Canada Action. On this episode, we talk about the misconceptions surrounding the Canadian pipeline industry. One of the major points Cody brings home is that by not allowing Canadian pipelines to be built, we still have the same exact demand for natural resources. In order for us to satisfy that demand, we end up importing resources from countries like Saudi Arabia, which have virtually no environmental standards and absolutely deplorable human rights. One other topic we discuss is the fact that under the new Rachel Notley NDP government, Alberta now has some of the strictest environmental policies in the world. This is a fact that is largely ignored by environmentalist groups who are funded primarily from organizations in the California area. This is sure to be an interesting interview, and make sure you comment and let me know what you think. Without further ado, Cody Battershill. Okay, this is the second official video episode of the Canadian Connection podcast, and today we're lucky enough to have Mr. Cody Battershill in the house. How are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing great. Excited to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, sit down and chat. That's good. Um, So
0: I actually just saw some pictures on uh, Facebook, I think you posted, with uh, Premier Saskatchewan Brad Wall.
1: Premier uh, Brad Wall uh, last week in a uh, uh, holding up a sort of I love Canadian Canadian energy no t-shirt yeah standing beside myself in an I love uh, Canadian pipeline t-shirt and that's our uh, our second of uh, 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 Our second Western Premier, we've also had our our Premier in Alberta, Rachel Notley, in an I Love Oil Sands hoodie. Nice, yeah. And uh, we're approaching 40% of the MLAs in Alberta that have publicly worn an I Love Oil Sands or I Love Energy or I Love Pipeline t-shirt. Yeah. That's a public uh, public display of uh, support for a balanced and informed conversation about our valuable and uh, important resources.
0: Now, so that's the the line, all of the um, kind of oil and gas
1: advocacy shirts that you have, that's your own line or you have business partners in on that as well? Uh, So what it is, is uh, I started a nonprofit. The sort of genesis was in 2010 and it's uh, sort of grown and uh, really just taken off over the last uh, six years since sort of the the Genesis, genesis of the idea, seeing a need for a campaign to offset a lot of the fear and misinformation that's out there and to encourage all Canadians to join in a positive, balanced, informed, respectful conversation about all of our resources. Our most valuable resources in this country over the last uh, many years in terms of export export value, oil and natural gas. And
0: so and I think one of the misconceptions is uh, among certain groups in this country is that you know you're solely focused on coal and natural gas and oil, but you you guys are in
1: favor of um, alternative energies oh, as well right absolutely you know what so um our most known campaign would be olive oil sands. Yeah, we have a, a number of other campaigns. We we do have a mining campaign, uranium, potash, a number of different brands. And Canada is a top uh, exporter of metallurgical coal. And British Columbia, ha- there's a lot of jobs in British Columbia and across this country in a number of different uh, mining. Uh, types of industries from uranium. You know, you mine potash, you mine gold, you mine diamonds, you mine coal. Uh, you can mine some of the oil sands, uh, 20% of the reserves in less than 3% of the land area. But Canada is also a world leader in renewable energy. We're right. seventh in the world for installed wind power capacity. We're top in the world, uh, top three in the world for hydroelectricity. No way. We are, uh, we have been investing the last few years uh, more in renewables than India the world's second most populated country. We have been the only top 10 oil reserve country with a carbon tax or carbon regulations on oil production since 2007, and the NDP government in Alberta recently strengthened these uh, regulations. And so no matter how you look at it, we are innovating, progressing, and uh, showing uh, Canadian leadership in all forms of energy production.
0: So before we dive deeper into that, um, I want to know a little bit about um, what brought you into this role because you were never employed by the oil and gas industry or you were never um, like that was never your background, right? So what was, what was, what's kind of the
1: story that got you into this? So I'm not, I don't work in the oil and gas industry, right? As a Canadian though, I uh, believe that we all do benefit immensely from our natural resources and a strong economy is good for everyone. Let's create a bigger pie, and then we all have bigger pieces for our right. social services, for um, our, our healthcare and our education and our emergency services, our emergency, uh, emergency responders and so on. So I, uh, I've been a realtor since 2004, and I work very hard at that, and that is my job. That is how I pay my bills and live my life. And in 2010, I was in Vancouver on Robson Street. Everyone right. knows Robson Street. And I was walking down Robson Street, and I saw the I saw a cosmetics company with a big protest happening, and their whole signage, stopped the Tar Sands, the world's most destructive project," right, with a photo of a mining truck, and these girls wearing these plastic barrels made from oil, everything that stores made from the earth, made from oil and and other natural resources, right, exactly. And so <laughs> it just it just it just really got under my skin. How had it become acceptable for a cosmetics company that relies on the earth in British Columbia, a huge natural resource province, to more or less smear with inaccurate uh, information and, and without giving the public the whole truth, this resource and industry in Alberta. So I saw that and I looked into it and I did my research on the campaign and my research uncovered that there was actually a special interest group I call them pay, paid. <clears throat> excuse me, paid protest group. Now these are people from California, or these are people. Th- this particular campaign was based in San Francisco okay. with a Canadian arm, right? But the funding, the website, the 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 organizing was coming out of San Francisco, and then the other group that was involved in this one was was based in British Columbia, but a lot of the funding again coming out of the U.S. from right. New York and San Francisco and other places. And they were behind this cosmetic company's attack on Alberta and Canada's oil yeah. sands. So it got under my skin and it just, uh, it motivated me to add my voice to the conversation, to correct some of the misinformation that was being shared uh, as though it was, was accurate, and to challenge some of these people. So yeah. I had a lot of great engagements with Lush Cosmetics on Twitter, for example, And I had a lot of great engagements with employees of these campaigns and employees. And it wasn't
0: necessarily attacking them. It was just educated debates, essentially, right?
1: Yeah, it was asking them to sort of explain. Yeah. And what happens is when you, uh, my experience anyways, in a lot of situations has been that asking someone who works at Greenpeace to explain why Canada is the only top oil producing country on earth, that they oppose every pipeline and global free trade Right market access for yeah. oil exports, will never be answered directly. Mm-hmm. They will typically ignore the question because they don't want to answer the question. Right. Why do you only attack Canada in that context? They don't want to answer that because it doesn't fit their message of fear and misinformation. They don't want to talk about the global context that oil demand is increasing and Canada is the world's most regulated, monitored, transparent, socially responsible and carbon progressive top oil reserve country. They don't want to talk about that, so they avoid it. So they skirt it, they change the subject, and they don't answer. So that's typically what happens on uh, online. You have to remember that these people are paid to protest. Right. They are employees of these companies. The top eight companies... So, so they're actually paid to protest... Um, They're working for Greenpeace and Greenpeace is a protest organization. So, you know, they are they are basically doing what the job tells them to do. Jeez. Yeah. And that's what this campaign was. So I saw the campaign, I looked into it, started a Twitter account, and it's just grown from there. I mean, I have to actually thank them for what they were doing because if they weren't doing that campaign, it 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 you know, thank you to the cosmetics company for having uh, that soap that didn't, that, you know, the I mean, that story didn't smell very good anyways, but, um, uh, we have to understand everything comes from the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, our food, our water, our resources, our cars, our fuel, our homes, everything we do comes from the earth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that obviously happened several years ago. What are some of the common misconceptions that you're seeing now that, you know, maybe some of our good friends in Ontario and Quebec are, you know, taking in from some of these special interest mm-hmm, groups? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Canada was built on our, our natural endowment of uh, people and animals, places and resources. And so uh, those are the four pillars of Canada's sort of natural endowment and why this country, uh, while well, was originally founded, and uh, certain aspects to the economy, and every single province in this country benefits immensely from natural resource production. Be it farming, blueberries, oil, mining, hydroelectricity and el- electricity uh, exports, wind power, uh, fishing, you know, uranium production, right. um, you name it. So. Um, we have to constantly bring people together rather than push people apart. Right. And figure out how we can find common ground, how we can move the conversation forward, having an informed and and respectful conversation. And not everyone's going to agree. But if you look at a lot of uh, polling, even a recent poll that said almost 70% of Canadians want to build new pipelines while concurrently continuing down the path that we've been on of trying to mitigate our environmental footprint and reduce emissions. That is the Canadian way. So even with, you know, like you were saying, especially with the new NDP government, and we have some of the
0: strictest environmental um, policies in the world, uh, we're still facing backlash from certain groups uh, funding some of these smear campaigns,
1: I guess? Yeah. So what's very interesting is if you look back at uh, numerous attempts by uh, industry to appease or attempt to work with some of these paid protest groups. It has never worked. They have never said, oh, you did everything we wanted. You've implemented every policy we've ever asked. You've increased your this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to work with you and we're going to actually move forward. No, the answer is always no. It's always, um, um, you can't do that. We need to talk about how we can do that. Let's say how we can be balanced rather than just say no to everything. Right. You yeah. know, w- w- without justification or reason. And a lot of these groups, even since the recent carbon regulations uh, that have been implemented in Alberta, uh, the majority of the groups involved in that are still fighting pipelines as hard as they were prior so I don't I don't get it
0: though like what is their what's their skin in the game in this like it doesn't make sense if we are running a clean uh, oil and gas production why are they so
1: relentless there's I think there's a number of different reasons why the first reason would be if you work at one of these uh, paid protest groups You're protecting your own job. Yeah, yeah. So you're just doing what you're told to do and what you're paid to do. Your tweets are sponsored by Mm -hmm. your company. You're paid to tweet. You're paid to show up and hold a sign. You're paid to get other people to show up and hold a sign. You're paid to create fear and misinformation. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Secondly, there's definitely a lot of people that are very, very, very concerned about the environment. I think all Canadians, most Canadians are environmentally minded and are concerned about a balance in protecting the environment and encouraging a strong economy. And uh, that's the Canadian way. I think it always has been. I think, uh, you know, we're, we've demonstrated leadership in, uh, in, in a number of ways. And so there are people that are um, following that passion. They want to protect the environment. And unfortunately, there's a lot of attention that's being Uh, uh, directed towards something where the impact and the attention does not uh, match.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Too much attention on too little impact. Or um, uh, people that are not acknowledging the global reality. So people think we're going to be off oil in five years. That's not uh, what's going to happen. That's not the reality. It's just not feasible, right? It's not not feasible. It's not physically feasible. Yeah. Uh, Oil demand's growing. From 2015 to 2017, oil demand is going to increase by 4 million barrels a day. Uh, Total oil demand this year in 2016 is roughly 96 million barrels a day. That's an Olympic-sized swimming pool every 14 or 15 seconds. Canada is contributing about 3% of that swimming pool. Global oil supply, Canada's about 3%. Right. So why then if we want to talk about oil and pipelines and oil tankers is almost 100% of the attention from these paid protest groups being directed at Canada when Canada is a global leader in the environment. We should be talking about other countries that have no regard for Canada's leadership and world-leading standards in the environment and also in uh, human rights and and, in social progress. If you could translate online traffic into real-world business, would you
0: do it to find out how visit open concept marketing at OpenConMarketing.com. Mention the Canadian connection podcast to receive a free brainstorming session and 15% new member discount. So what about countries like, you know, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, United States for that matter. Do, do they yep.
1: follow the same uh, stringent policies that we have? I, um, you know, we have a lot of competitors around the world and, uh, I don't want to speak to any specific sort of country, but I yeah. do want to say that um, as Canadians, we should honestly be tremendously proud that these companies and these industries are, are made up by our neighbours and our sons and our daughters and our parents and our uncles and, and, and our community members. These are hardworking Canadians working every day to some of the strictest guidelines in the world in a democracy where we value equality and freedom for all human beings Mm -hmm. and where we are constantly investing a tremendous amount of money to mitigate and improve and manage our potential environmental impact as we balance that with creating jobs and funding for our extremely high quality of life. So there's a balance There's a balance to everything we do. And in any number of global rankings, whether it be Reporters Without Borders, Freedom of the Press, or Best Places to Be a Mother, or the United Nations Equality for Women, or Amnesty International, or Transparency.org's Corruption Perception Index, or Yale University's Environmental Performance Index, look at any index you want, and take the world's top 10 oil reserve countries and put them on that, you know, compare them. Mm-hmm. And Canada's leading number one, in number all, one right? on that yep. every single ranking. So what I ponder is if someone really cares about the environment and they really care about human health and wellness and prosperity and balance and equality and human rights, then you would want more Canada in the world. Exactly. You would want more freedom, more democracy, more transparency, more progress in the world, not less. Right, yeah. If you take and reduce Canada's oil production, other countries will profit off their resources and grow their market share while we squander our potential and we squander our opportunity. And if you actually look again at the world's top, say, 10 to 15 oil producers... Canada is the only top major global oil producer that does not have global free trade. Yeah, yeah. You know, talk about the West Coast. Alaska has a pipeline that stretches north to south, the Trans-Alaskan Pipeline. They export oil by oil tanker every day down the West Coast and overseas. We have been importing oil both from the U.S. and from Norway and from the U.K., but also from other countries in the Mm. Middle East and all over the world and from Africa into Eastern Canada for decades. So the best test of what these paid protest groups say and what they do, they say that they oppose oil tankers and oil exports, but they've never opposed those oil tankers exporting oil from other countries that are coming to Canada. So it's almost like they target They only target Canada. Canada. They only target Canada. And none of the people opposing oil tankers on the West Coast are opposing Alaskan oil tankers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors that we have to sort of get rid of and clear the air. We need to have a balanced conversation. Yes, producing anything, whether it's farming or it's uh, lithium for a battery in a Tesla car or it's the coal to make the steel to put up a wind turbine, turbine or it's mining in the oil sands. Whatever it is, the clothes we're wearing, the microphones we're speaking on, the internet. The global internet data centers produce 2% of global emissions. Right. Canada produces about 1.6%. Air travel, more than 2% of global emissions. Canada, 1.6%. So let's have a balanced conversation about consumption and how we live and the global context of resources and just be balanced Let's not drill everything and produce everything tomorrow. Let's not, let's not shut it down. For sure. There's a middle road that we have not been talking about. Around the world, there's about 160,000 kilometers of pipelines, planned or under construction. While the USA delayed Keystone XL, they built about 10 times the equivalent length in their own pipelines. Right. They're now exporting oil to eight or nine countries all over the world. We have one customer, the United States it's just not a balanced landscape for sure these yeah. conversations are not balanced they are they are fear heavy and and full of misinformation and then and, and honestly it's our families and it's our our social services and the funding for our social services and our quality of life that is and will continue to suffer do you find that
0: Canadians are starting to kind of come around and understand that, you know, there is some BS going on with some of these um, smear campaigns that are yeah. coming and they're start, we're starting to be more aware of, hey, this is not actually what's going on.
1: Yeah, I think so. We've seen a tremendous uptick over the last several years. I mean, we've been, you know, I've been at this since 2010 as a volunteer in my spare time. Right. And we've seen a number of other campaigns... Uh, start, Um, and you know what, for Canada Action, if other campaigns are um, inspired by us, if they emulate us, if they even copy us, which has happened, Mm -hmm. that is a win for Canada Action. That is a win for all Canadians. We all need to be moving towards a conversation that's balanced and informed. We need parallel campaigns that exist, running concurrently, to offset the fear and misinformation. Because there's dozens of campaigns out there that would seek to stop all resource production uh, from oil, from natural gas, from mining in Canada, and and, and so on. So we're we're definitely picking up momentum. I mean, getting uh, the Premier of Alberta, uh, a number of MPs, a number of mayors, a number of hockey players, a number of CFL players... A number of, of uh, celebrities and, and other sort of local Canadian heroes in the shirt saying, look, I'm tired of a negative message of fear. Yeah, I want to talk about how. Yeah, I believe as Canadians, when it comes to our resources and our economy, we should be having a, a conversation that is a glass half full and we're going to fill the glass up and it's going to be filled up with Progress and innovation and balance and, and it's going to be inclusive. Everyone's going to benefit. All Canadians are going to be able to prosper and continue to prosper. Yeah, yeah. The other side, it's typically a glass half empty conversation. Drain it down, shut it out, shut it down, quit, stop, and then what? Then we're going to just continue to import oil from other countries. Exactly. And we're going to squander the opportunity. To uh, have a net positive on the global environment, right? And yeah. that's and Canada is a net positive to the global environment
0: for sure. So um, I know you're incredibly busy, but I did want to touch a little bit on your social media yep. uh, base. Now, obviously, you have about I think fourteen thousand followers on Canada Action and ten thousand on your um, Calgaryism, or the other way around, um, on Instagram. So. Yep. How did that start? Like, did you ever expect that that was going to blow up to be
1: that big? Or, yeah, you know what? So we have uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, yeah. And on Instagram, our our several accounts have about a total of about twenty five thousand uh, followers. On uh, Facebook, we are over a hundred thousand. Jeez. On Twitter, we are over fifty thousand. And from an organic standpoint, we have been sort of labeled by uh, outside people and outside parties as the leading organic grassroots advocacy campaign uh, for uh, you know, oil sands, pipelines, right. and oil and energy, just in general from a macro standpoint in this country. And we're really proud of that. Yeah. Um, so we're continuing to create respectful, relevant, factual, easy to digest, simple content. No one is gonna sit down and read a 10-page white paper. Exactly. We read the white paper. We try to pull out the quick snippets, the hard-hitting context and perspective that people need, and that's how we try to create our content in in a similar fashion to what the other side does. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you know, the emotion of of the content is very important, and uh, you know, the reality is. There's, there's a lot of Canadians that are out of work. Exactly. And yep. our country has been losing billions of dollars. Our social services and our governments have been losing billions of dollars because we don't have global free trade. We don't have uh, a diverse customer base. When we talk about diversifying anything in this country, mm-hmm. the number one topic should be our customers for our most valuable Export and our most valuable product, which is oil and gas right in 2014 oil and gas was about hundred uh, over a hundred billion dollars uh, The next biggest uh, sort of industry was uh, automotive manufacturing at about 60 That goes to show you how big the gap is, you know uranium uh, a few billion Fur, a few billion farming 10 billion forestry 10 billion, right? But across this country, there's over 2 million Canadians that work in Industries directly or indirectly tied to natural resources. It's uh, it's several million uh, Canadian families where the you know um, um, the the mum or dad, um, you know the 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 husband or the wife uh, uh, making the wages for make, the family, yeah, yeah, you know, paying paying for their kids to go to school and yeah. paying taxes so that our grandparents can have good quality health care, exactly, and yeah. um, you know paying for good quality roads and paying for uh, our first-line responders, paying for our firefighters in Fort right. McMurray, paying for our police officers, and yeah. our doctors, so that we have the quality of life that we, um, as Canadians, sort of have been so blessed to, uh, to achieve. Exactly. Um, so,
0: obviously, again, I know you're super busy, but I do want... If you could just rattle them off uh, the different uh, social media platforms that people can check you out on, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I can put them on the show notes on the uh, podcast too. So
1: Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So um, on Facebook, we have uh, Calgaryism, which okay. is a, a page that's all about the best places to eat, the best things to do, the best uh, sites, the best architecture, the best awards and accolades that our great city has yeah. accomplished. Um, Calgary, along with Vancouver and Toronto have been named three of the world's top five most livable cities on planet earth rated on 30 metrics by yeah. the economist livability unit, the economist magazine over the last seven years. We love to celebrate that. I don't know if enough people know that more people should know that yeah, Calgary. Yeah. We're we're blessed to be Canadian. We're best, uh, you know, and this is an amazing city to live in, uh, Facebook, um, oil sands action, three okay. words. Yeah. Canada action, two words. Yep. Yeah. And then on Twitter, uh, Cody in Calgary. Um, we also the we have Calgaryism as well. And then within the nonprofit, we have uh, Oil Sands Action, Canada Action, Pipeline Action, uh, Green Action Can, uh, which is all about you know Canada's leadership in the environment right. and in reducing emissions and in 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 wind and, and renewable energy investment and so on. And then we also have Mining Action, and uh, a few others. And then on. Um, Instagram, it's uh, Calgaryism Canada yes, Action yeah. Oil Sands Action. We have a LinkedIn company page for the nonprofit Canada Action Coalition. Nice, yeah. And uh, we have a YouTube channel that we're working on. We're working on you know growing that. Yeah. And uh, and then we regularly write for the Huffington Post and Alberta Oil and uh, a number of other different outlets. So.
0: Well, that's awesome. Um, Thank you so much for coming, and I'll definitely be sure to uh, shout this out uh, to uh, the listeners and the viewers of the podcast here. So thanks a lot, Thank you very much. Really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, no problem.